Hi, you guys. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Moms podcast. I'm really happy that you're here. We are talking about fear. My theme this year for the retreats that I am doing around the United States is fearless. And I just said to some women the other day, I was speaking at an event in Camas, Washington, and I said, you know what? I am really hoping that all of the things that I have gone through in the last 14 months were not for nothing <laughs> because it's been a rough one. And the Lord has really taught me a lot about fear and about dealing with fear. And as I mentioned a couple of days ago, I have uh, a lot of experience with anxiety and fear, and I notice uh, that I'm not alone. And it took me a long time to be able to be honest about the things that I was afraid of. And so as you're listening to me talk through this series, I want you to, to feel like you're talking to a woman who's actually experienced this at a pretty significant level and understands what real fear feels like and what anxiety and what panic attacks feel like. And I think as women, we are particularly prone to this and mothers especially, because there are, we feel the responsibility not only for our own lives, but also for the lives of our children. And I thought today, I was thinking about some of the things that the Lord has done in my life in teaching me that He's faithful and good, and that His interest in His heart toward me is always good. And I thought about uh, Joshua, I thought about the story of Joshua, and I love this particular verse in, in Joshua 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Father, we come before you today, and we confess to you there are things in our lives which frighten and discourage us. And even though your word says not to be discouraged and, and to be strong and courageous, Lord, we struggle to do it. I struggle to do it. And so, Lord, as we dig into your word and we talk about what being courageous looks like, I pray that you would just touch each one of the women who are listening to this broadcast today. Lord, and the men too, I know that there are many men who are listening also. Lord, we need a healing touch from you. We need a move of your spirit, Lord, in our lives, a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray that you would give that to us today as we lay down our fears and expectations at your feet. Thank you, Lord that you said you'll be with us wherever we go. Help us, Lord, to learn how to trust you more fully so that we can experience the kind of peace that you have for us, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, most of you listening know that my husband Jay and I have seven children. Our oldest daughter is 23. I always get it mixed up. She's 23 or 24, somewhere in there, and our youngest daughter is four, and they are pretty much every age in between. There's almost a 20-year span Uh, of having children that Jay and I have been able to enjoy and have been blessed by. And sometimes I think about all of the stages of mothering and the different things that come in and out of our lives as women, particularly when we're having children. And I wanted to share a story with you today because I think it fits into what we're talking about. And the story takes place in 1993 when my husband and I were expecting our second child, a little girl, And we went in for a routine ultrasound. Many of you know what I'm talking about. You've all uh, been there. You've done the routine ultrasounds where they give you the blood work and they tell you, now you're 20 weeks and go do this and go do that. And I had a wonderful Christian man who was uh, the doctor for, or actually my OB for 
five of our seven children and delivered five of them and actually delivered my little sister. So I trust this guy. He's a father of seven himself. He loves the Lord. And I went in for a standard, just regular test, blood work, and it came back a little bit off. And he said to me, you know, Heidi, your blood work came back a little bit off, but I wouldn't worry too much about it, right? (laughs) I don't know why I even said that. Because once you tell a pregnant woman that her blood work is a little bit off, telling her not to worry is like me, you know, expecting my house to stay clean all day long when I have five children at home. It's just not going to happen. And I really, at that, from the moment that he said that to me and made an appointment for me to go down for a level two ultrasound and for some genetic testing, fear gripped my heart. Every worst case scenario that I could possibly think of came to my mind. I couldn't sleep. I was nervous. I was worried. I was afraid. And on the day that we uh, were supposed to have the ultrasound, my husband got off work and he met me down in the front of the hospital and we went up together. And I was so grateful that he was with me because my hands were sweaty and I, I could feel, this time I was about five months pregnant, I could feel this little baby. At that point, I didn't know that it was a girl, but I could, but it, Sierra is her name and I could feel Sierra kicking and turning and hiccuping inside of me as we walked up the stairs to the fifth floor of the building at Emmanuel Hospital, my husband said to me, listen, whatever happens, the Lord's got this. He's, he's got this under control. So we waited and, you know, they gave me like they do to all women, which I think is torture. I don't know. It felt like six gallons of water to drink. Anyway, I went in there and, you know, my bladder's full and I'm laying on the table and the, uh, the ultrasound tech is running uh, this machine and she's looking at the screen and I'm looking at the screen too. We're looking for, you know, any anomaly as if I even know what I'm looking at. I'm having a hard time picking things out. And she's very quiet and doesn't say much to me. And pretty soon she says, thank you. Well, that, you know, that concludes the test. I think at some point in there, um, she said that she could tell us whether or not it was a girl or a boy, but we didn't want to know. So we didn't find out. And then they sent us from there down to the doctor's office, down to the geneticist. And we seemed like we waited for an eternity for this man to come in. And when he came in, he sat down and he said, all right, we've got the test results back, preliminary test results. And I want to go over your options with you. Well, right then, I'm thinking to myself, there are no options. You know, we're going to have this baby because the Lord is, has, this is this this is what the Lord has asked us to do. And this is what he's given to us. This is this beautiful, precious gift that we've been giving that we just got to watch moving around on a screen. And this man continued talking and he said, we've noticed a couple of anomalies in your baby's ultrasound. It looks as if she has, he didn't say she, he said it looks as if your baby has uh, possibly some heart issues. There are some measurements that are off. We would classify you at this point at high risk for Down syndrome. And your options at this point would be to do nothing, uh, to have an amniocentesis, or to terminate the pregnancy. And I don't think I heard anything he said after he used the word terminate, because all I could hear in my heart was how wrong I felt that was. And I, I wanted to just stand up and say to him, can you put your hand on my belly and tell me that that's not a little person there? There's no way we're going to terminate this pregnancy. There's no way we're going to abort our little child that God has given to us. And this was the beginning for me of four months now 
from the time we got that diagnosis to the time she was born in the middle of December of really fighting fear. To believe that God was with us in every situation, and I clung to the words of Isaiah. Isaiah 41.10 says, For do not fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then you skip down to verse 13. It says, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Jay and I clung to those verses. And when, when fear gripped my heart, I cried out to the Lord and said, Father, please, we'll take whatever you give us. We are going to love this child. Quiet my heart. Some of you need to have your hearts quieted today. Some of you are going through trials and frustrations or you're walking a friend through a difficult thing. Sometimes we don't get the outcome that we pray for. But we need to trust that God's heart toward us is always, ever, only good. Psalm 73 says, I am with you always. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me to glory. You see, at the end of the day, we're just passing through this life and we're learning things as we go. And one of the main things that we are learning, I believe, is how to trust the Lord and what that looks like. It's easy to trust the Lord, isn't it? When the finances are there and our kids are healthy and we have a place to live and we have a job, it's not so easy to trust the Lord when the bottom falls out of our lives. And yet, that's what God asks us to do. He asks us to trust him no matter what is going through our lives. And he promises us that if we will learn to trust him, we are going to be like a tree that's firmly planted by streams of water. You can trust him. You can trust his heart for you. As we continue talking about fear and what it means to live fearlessly and and live courageously, I want to just remind you that it's all right to be afraid. It's okay to say, you know what, Lord, I don't understand why you've allowed this to happen in my life. I don't understand why you allowed this particular situation or this particular person to affect my life the way that you have, but I trust you. I trust that your heart toward me is good. If you can learn to trust him, and yes, I am going to finish this story uh, tomorrow, (laughs) so hang on, but if you can learn to trust the Lord in the deep places, in the valleys of your life, when you're so afraid that you feel like you're underwater, God will do something miraculous in your lives as you move forward. Trust the Lord. Trust that his heart toward you is always good, that he's always with you, that he holds your right hand and guides you with his counsel. And keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You can trust the Lord, you guys. He's worthy of your trust. I am living proof that he is trustworthy. And actually, so are you. So put your fears in his hands today. Lay him at his feet and let him take the fear because he holds your future. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.